0: Good evening
1: <laughs>
0: It's a very informal far, far side chat it, uh, Thank you very much for uh, Coming um, On behalf of Admires myself, um, thank you for coming Pleasure to have you here um, I was going to say something, I can't remember what um, I'm just going to Open in prayer uh, And then I'm just going to hand over to Edmirus just to share a little bit about his life because I thought it would kind of give a context um, of what he's doing currently and some of his stories of his life and how God's led him would you find interesting Then, particularly just sharing about um, some of the stuff that he's been doing even before I went in April and trying to share Jesus with uh, Muslims as part of that you might just share a little bit about what we did and how we did it um and then we're going to leave quite a lot of time just for questions and answers before that might be the easiest way of um, doing things. I know that, Admissions, and me, we can talk for days um, about the different ways of sharing Jesus. Oh, I forgot they got the band practice, <laughs> 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 and that's why we're that's why we appearing not down there. And so we'll create some time at the end just to you know just to ask questions. Um, so that kind of gives you a context. Uh, and then we'll go from there. I have no idea how long we'll be here. Um, and um, we were talking about whether we would anoint you with oil and send you out at the end. Uh, which we might do, we might not do. <laughs> Some of you kind of look slightly horrified, and others <laughs> of you looking kind of like excited <laughs> at the idea. But uh, I think that we did very much in Africa because they like being anointed with oil. So let me pray, and then I will um, hand over to Admir. so who will just start by sharing a little bit about himself. Uh, and then particularly in relation to um, just some of the stories what's happened and is happening in Ethiopia oh yeah I was going to say if you don't know where Ethiopia is does anybody I won't ask because I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to here I have my globe ta-da this is what I use when I'm doing prayer stuff with children you throw it and wherever they catch it they have to pray for that country right it's not perfect this is actually you can tell this is an old globe yeah because um, what is currently down as Ethiopia has now been split into some other countries, uh, so this is very old. Um, but if you can see the continent of Africa, hopefully you're all really, really aware of where Egypt is, because um, you prayed for us when we were there. Um, but if you go down, they call this kind of area here the Horn of Africa, and uh, it's the kind of Somalia. I'm sorry if you can't see it; this is just testing your eyesight. It's a bit above is Somali land and then it's Djibouti, Eritrea and unlike what this map shows you Ethiopia now is landlocked um, people also um, include Yemen as part of the whole of Africa often so I'd say that partly in terms sense of location and um, um, and when maybe when is just going to share at the end whatever um, as he comes nearer to the end of his talk I know one of the, the desires is this is where we are currently and this is what we're trying to do currently But this is where we ultimately want to go as well and that will include some of those uh, other countries so i'll pray and then hand over to Admias, whose english is remarkably good um but this is the first time i think he's he's publicly um spoken in english in any environment like this so please be gracious so god we just thank you that you're good and we thank you that you have a heart and a plan for the nations God And for different people groups God And that includes the Horn of Africa God And Lord I pray that today we'll be um, encouraged, that we'll be challenged, that we'll be inspired, that we'll be envisioned God And that we wouldn't just go away thinking oh, that's interesting, or, that's, that's a nice story But Lord that we would see it as an invitation that wherever we are God Wherever we are living that you're inviting us to see stories like that multiplied again and again and again, God. So that be it Ethiopia, be it the Horn of Africa, yes. be it the UK, that your name will be glorified and people will encounter the good news and the power of the good news of who you are and what you've done. Amen. 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 I still kind of feel like a talk going on. but I <laughs> 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 Anyhow, admit uh, May I stand? Yeah, you can stand. Yeah, stand I prefer easy.
2: to... Stand
0: here and talk.
2: Ah, uh, okay. Thank you for coming. You know, I thought I know English, but when I came, I hardly possible to understand what you are saying. So, I hope you understand if I don't understand your uh, your English. So, you'll you'll tolerate me, and also. Uh, when I speak if I just mess up things I hope you understand anyway thank you very much I really uh, thank you uh, my brother Paul for allowing me to come here and share uh, help me to come here to share with you to participate uh, the trainings and conferences and uh, I'm really happy being here with you and uh, Uh, before four years God speaks to me I don't know why but I uh, uh, speaks to me that I'm going to come here for visits for getting training but uh, I was saying why so late but lately after four years I came here but always God is really he does what he says praise God uh Well, before I just say, uh, before I introduce and say something, I'd like to read some Bible verse, uh, Jeremiah chapter Uh, 1, chapter 1, verse 4. it says like this now the word of the Lord came to me saying before I formed you in the womb I knew you and before you were born I consecrate you I appointed you as a prophet to the nations then I said ah Lord behold I don't know I don't know how to speak for I am only used but the Lord said to me don't say I am um, only a use, for to all to the whom I send you, you shall go and whatever I command you you shall speak. Don't be afraid of them. For I am for I am with you to deliver you, declare that the Lord. Uh, here you know it's amazing. God said to a very young man, he came and told him an amazing story. The story was, look, before you are formed, before you are in the womb, I knew you. And not only knowing you, but also I appoint you to be a prophet for nations. You know, it is only our God, only our God who knows us before we are formed. And also who has a purpose for us, for each of us. At any age, whether whether we are educated, whether we are babies, and whether we are young, whatever. He has a purpose which no one, even we don't know, no one knows. You know, when the science came and uh, this uh, ultrasound came and uh, and identify the baby in the womb, whether it is male or female, we were amazed. But our father is <laughs> different. He knows us. Even before we, we we were even, our mothers and fathers were even, yeah, think even to marry each other. So we have a wonderful God. And I have that father. And you have that father. And so we are so lucky for that well, having said that uh, as Paul said my name is Yirmias. Um I was born in Ethiopia eastern part of Ethiopia uh, where the Muslim population are the dominant people well uh, my childhood uh, was full of struggle well, you can't imagine, uh, as the uh, lot of British people, how things over there. Uh, now, you know, <laughs> I didn't tell this Paul to Paul. I had another name before I, w- I was Hermias. I had another name. And uh, it was my elder brother who, t- who took me to the school. And when he took me to the school, he said, he told to the teacher, his name is this. But I said to the teacher, no, 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 my name is Hermias And uh, it was only person in the family who name who had his own name. <laughs> Just, the teacher was so surprised and the that he said, okay, this is surprising, your brother says this and you said this, so I really like to take his, his own name and then that's how I um, become Hermias. Hermias means Jeremiah. Uh, and uh, I'm very happy to have my name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I, my family, uh, my father uh, was a military man. He was in the military in the last regime. But his mother has a big land. He was a landlord. While he was in the military, uh, she called him to give him a part when she was old. And he left the army, and he came to be a farmer. And uh, uh, he became a farmer, and uh, we, uh, the family, we were nine in the house, in one big house. We didn't have, each child have no room for each of us. And, but uh, things were good at uh, that time. It was while my father was alive. And uh, you know, in the uh, during that time in 1974, there was Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, there was a revolution, a communist revolution. Mm-hmm. During the communist, uh, the land that he got from his mother, all was taken, except a very small portion. And my father was so angry at the government. And soon the Ethiopian and the Somali war started. And when the the war started, he said, "I don't want to sit." Home and die here, and then he just trained some initiates and lead them to the to the to the to warfront, and he went he went there to fight. Uh, he fought there almost for one and something years, and then when the war uh, come to I an mean, end, just before one week, he died. When I was almost thirteen. So, after my father died, eh, I just passed a lot of. A lot of things. I just left home. Uh, I told you we we're nine, and our mother cannot support of all of us. So I went out of the house. But from early age, I decided to learn my education. As so, to make it short, uh, from that time, of course, I didn't know the Lord, but I always uh, with people. I like people. I I just associate with people. I was very good in my school, and everybody likes me. So even when I grow, I just grow with people, you know, with friends, and helping others who cannot uh, do their, their school very well. So in um, uh, my college, my college time, I studied history. Uh, of course, from the early time, I like to be a leader, I like to be, you know, like uh, manager, leader, and things like that. I was dreaming to be like that. But during that time, there is no option. Uh, I like to go to the management, but there is no option. Uh, I mean, uh, they, they don't, they, there was no choice. The government just put you wherever he wants to uh, wants to put you. So they, they wanted me to be a teacher. So I went to the teaching school. I studied history. And during that time uh, it is was a communist and uh, the philosophy was about you know um, this materialism. Everybody believes in things that uh, can be seen. Otherwise it is so stupid to think that the existence of supernatural things. So during that time I was reading the philosophy of Karl Marx, Lenin and uh, also many other materialistic evolutions and things like that and then we make many arguments and I, my mind was full of this type of knowledge uh, so for me uh, religion is different uh, When even when I see uh, religion, it's just about submission, about being passive, not being active, and um, not being rational, not to use the mind very, very good way. That was what I was thinking. Um, when uh, I got, I, I got out from the university uh, my fa- I, I, I got a job teaching in Eritrea uh, Eritrea is not uh, in Ethiopia so when I got there there was all over the war it was war all over the places it was very difficult <laughs> so it was very frustrating but I have no any other choice so I stay there um, within one year the country became independent so I have to evacuate from Eritrea so I walk with the military with the army for two days without eating uh, to come back to Ethiopia and after I got home uh, I have four or five little sisters so I just took them to send them to the education I was living with them. I was helping them uh, for about six, seven years until they got a job. Uh, uh, then I just educate them. When they get a job, I, I I just married. It's only at that time I thought to marry, uh, to start my own life. Uh, on my way back, I have to, you know, I left my old stuff in Ethiopia. I didn't have any books. I didn't have any clothes. So I left everything because I can't even. To walk, to carry something is difficult. So I just uh, get rid of all things and got home. And uh, I was uh, placed in Deredawa. Just adjacent to Deredawa, not exactly Deredawa, but a little further. There is a town where there is a university, Alamaya University is very famous. I was placed there in the secondary school, to teach in the secondary school. And uh, I, I just got a, a flat or a room, I mean house, I rented a house. I rented a house, I just bought simple uh, mattress to sleep uh, on and then uh, I, uh, uh, my, I brought my sister, as I've told you they were with me uh, the lady you know, in, in eastern part of Ethiopia, there is a plant called chat, I hope maybe you heard about it there is a chat, I've grown up over there if this chat is just like a drug so, whenever we were students, we took this drug. It's, it's very, very good for <laughs> concentration. And the concentration, and uh, you can't sleep. If you eat that one, you can't sleep. If it's a very, very bad addictive uh, drug. It's very famous around that. It's grown in that area. It's called chat. So, mo- all the time I took that. I c- a cigarette, drank, everything. I do everything. Um, the day, the first day I got that house, I, d- whenever I took that child, I like to read. I like books. I like to read, but I didn't have any books with me. But the la- the re- the lady who rented me the house left a Bible, New Testament Bible, on the table. And then way, when I get high, when I church, <laughs> get high, I look something to read. I didn't get anything, but I got some book. I took it. My parents were Orthodox uh, Christians, but they know nothing. I, even I was a child, I never go to the church. I never read a Bible. I never even saw with my eyes. And I know nothing about Christianity, I can say. But I have Muslim friends. For me, Jesus, I of course, in his school, I learned about the race of Christianity. For me, Jesus was a philosopher, the philosopher that creates Christianity, that's all. And he died, of course, I know he died. For me, his death was just like, you know, somebody who went to the war for his country and died, just like that. Or just like Karl Marx, while he was a lawyer, he, and he could make some money, Uh, just he was writing capital and he didn't even take care of his family his family yeah, all those problems and then for me just somebody who sacrificed his life for the society or for the community that's what I was thinking so uh, I start to read when I was reading something happened it amazes me I know this is a book, this is a Bible, but what I heard and what I was reading was different. I like the idea, especially Jesus, I like him very much. I say, this guy is different. It's not like other philosophers, he's different. You know, like, you know, uh, I came across Matthew 22, when I read there, uh, you know, they were tempting, uh, the, the, the Pharisees were testing Jesus. They were asking him a question. They were saying like, you know, is it allowed to pay tax for the government? He said, just show me the coin. And uh, when I was reading, you know, I never heard of the story like that. And then, when he said, I was thinking, oh, what he will say maybe. That, just like... Uh, you're reading uh, fiction books you know and then when he said pay the government for the government just pay give the, uh, what belongs to God to God. when I heard that oh he, I said this is different he's really intelligent
1: <laughs> you know for me
2: for me you know he's not Jesus son of God he, I don't know about it I never heard about sermons or preaching or testimonies like that so I say, I just loved him the principles, the things he was saying, the teachings, as, uh, the teaching about Sermon on the Mountain, it was so interesting. Really, my heart became very open. And I didn't sleep for three days until I finished the book. <laughs> I was reading, I was reading, I was reading. And especially the, the, the story of the prostitute was caught in adultery. And when he said, anybody who has not seen in his life throw his stone." He, I shouted oh this guy is different
1: <laughs> I wish
2: I am li- like him I said like that and I just decided to have that attitude just like Jesus if I live, I said I better live like this otherwise living in this earth doesn't deserve so I decided when I reached on the, the the message of Paul it, it for me it was different also because I never heard about Paul, about how he was converted, how he was doing, and then anyway, uh, I finished the book. I decided to be like Jesus. Uh, but because of my limited religious thoughts knowledge, I thought it was Orthodox who killed Jesus, for me. So I said from this time onward, I will not be Orthodox. Some other religion, maybe. This guy shouldn't die. I don't know why he died. Even I didn't understand really uh, very very well because. So I said they killed him. So I don't want to be Orthodox. Somebody, some religion, or some phase out of Orthodox. And I called my my, my my sister. Just go and find any church. Which is not Orthodox and tell me. And when, she, she, when I told her, oh, the landlord, the house owner, is, she's Protestant. So, she can tell. And then he told her, my brother is interested. And then she told the priest and he, the priest came. And when the priest came, I was doing my chats and everything. You know, we have different ceremony for this kind of things. And he came and uh, he started to tell me, and I told him everything I read from the book, and he was amazed, and how you know all these things, I said I read it and I already decided to be like that guy (laughs) you know, I don't know uh, about Jesus, and then he was amazed and then he invited, and I just uh, broke everything, and from that day onward, I never turned my back, or to the world I just become uh uh I like Jesus, I love Jesus and still I love Jesus that is how I know Jesus how I know how he called me when I even have no idea who he is and then I, uh, when I see now really God has a purpose for each of us that is why even we, when I was not in the womb before I, I was you know he knew me and He chose me. That is how I see myself. And then, that is how uh, I get to know Jesus. And then, <laughs> there are many stories anyway. Um, when, uh, I just like to tell you about how I just knew I uh, encountered with the Holy Spirit. Um, the year I was uh, I knew the Lord uh, there was no because of security there was a change of the government for the whole year there was no school so the government <coughs> was paying us money but there was no school there was no work so I had a very good time <laughs> so always from early in the morning I took my Bible and go to the church just like I, I work I just sit and read and pray and there was another person and a friend of mine who really taught me to pray longer to pray longer he always prayed and then he became my model and I start to pray like him uh, for him everything is prayer whenever he needs something he has to pray Surprisingly, whenever he prays, you know, I remember one day he was praying for money and he needs 5,000 birr, and he didn't have. So he, he prayed and fasted for 15 days and the 16 days somebody came and gave it to him. That is the, for me, it was a lesson for me how to receive from the Lord. And then for the whole year with, I, I was reading and praying. But the, 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 the church I went was a Lutheran church. There was nobody who can teach about the Holy Spirit. It was a Lutheran. Uh, so I heard my, my, my sisters. By the way, in three months, I brought all my family. <laughs> Even uh, there was my mother, including my mother, all, all my family. No one was left. In three months, I brought them. And the thing my mother asked me, uh, whenever I just told her, and then when uh, she understood, she said, how dare you didn't understand until now? Why you didn't know? I th- you know, she was very surprised that I was so late to know this thing, because she considered me that I know, you know, many things. So, uh, so my mother, including my mother, they came to the Lord. And then, uh, there was another full gospel church. My sisters heard something. They may, they had an argument about uh, these doctrinal things. And they, they came and asked me. You know, the, the full gospels, they say to us that we don't have the Holy Spirit. Is it? Do, do you think that we don't have the Holy Spirit? I don't know, I said. I have to read. So I start to read about the Holy Spirit. And I asked also some of my friends, you know, and they were saying that. And we understand, uh, we found in the book that there is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So we start to pray about the Holy Spirit. And in the church, uh, there was a priest, he didn't allow uh, those kind of things. And there were the full gospel <laughs> believers, they They speak in tongues and they have prophecies. And we were, you know, like, how we can get that? We were worried. And then one day, we were praying. There was a prayer always in the church. Just we prayed. One day when we were praying in the program, just the Holy Spirit came like a wind in the church. And everybody, I can say, everybody in the church was filled with the Holy Spirit. But we were praying almost for one year. And everybody was... That, everybody was just above the chairs, under the chair. Nobody prayed for anyone. But the Holy Spirit itself came. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, some of the people who say that we don't have the Holy Spirit came there in the field with the Holy Spirit. There was a big Holy Spirit movement. And that was how I encountered with the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, uh, during that time it was different. Even w- during the time I had the Holy Spirit, I could, it was the tongue the, the and the, my word was mixed up and uh, I was angry sometimes. So it was awesome. That is how I got um, to know the Lord. Uh, so that time I knew that um, God called me for the ministry. But, you know, uh, from my childhood, um, I was, you know, dreamed to be independent. Dreamed to be somebody who really uh, work. I just struggled the whole through. You know, uh, so I didn't like really uh, to give my uh, full time for the Lord. Uh, <laughs> so, I just argued with the Lord for many years, like 10 years. And then I gave time for the church. Uh, ministry, me and my friends, we, we found a ministry. In the ministry, uh, to just uh, not the church, uh, we started uh, to just go to the village and evangelize. Uh, we had a friend from America, he was helping uh, the, our evangelists and uh, we, were, we started also to be self-sufficient we started some business I was running the business and managing the ministry and also I had some uh, orphanage uh, with my family and stuff there uh, but after 3-4 years uh, our, our bus we, we had a bus the business for bus our bus crashed when the bus crashed since the government didn't allow for the ministry to have a business, it was in my name. So big trouble came to me, and uh, the, the the fault was our driver's fault, and uh, there was a big crash. So yeah, it was tough tough time. Uh, even my friends were not really standing with me. I was almost to lose my house, and but you know, God is honest. Whenever somebody is not standing, God Himself will come. There was a car, you know, who, for the ministry, who, who, whom, who, no one couldn't say it. And when I asked my friend, he said, I don't have anything to give you, because he didn't have. But the only thing I, I had was the broken car, the broken car standing for two years without moving. And the, the government was asking me to pay like 10,000 pounds like 10,000 pounds, I didn't have at that time even, so I prayed and fast you know to make it short <laughs> that stop, that car, that parked for two years, which is not working sold for 10,000 pounds do you believe this? and it was a miracle and my life was a challenge and a miracle, just I grown up like that even the marriage My wife, it's a miracle. Anyway, all things are going like a miracle. Uh, If we have time, I will tell you about my wife. But I think it's better to tell you about the ministry. Uh, You know, after that ministry crashed, I went back to to work again, because our ministry was not really functioning. So I went back. In one day, I got a job. I said to the Lord, I, lo- I don't want to apply for many places. I just went to the mayor of the city. I told him what I am and how what I want to do. And he said, "Just yes, okay, now you are hired. <laughs> so I started the job. In one year, I, I, I started the job. In one year, I promoted a lot. I was promoted. Um, like I was a department head. I was a technical assistant for the official. And then finally, uh, in my job, really, I become successful. Even I become the party member of the reg- regional party member. And I run for the parliament. I become parliament member or the regional parliament member. I become very successful. Whenever there is a political debate, I was the one who was called to debate on the things of the politics. And then I become, you know, the board member for the lease land lease for the city uh, who are in charge to give land for the investors mm-hmm. and uh, it was during that time you know I had a uh, four wheel very fancy car from the, with the driver and everything yeah uh, a lot of things uh, there was an option even to go further than that uh, it was in 2012 uh, God again Jesus come to me it was in 2012 I remember I was flying to India for official visits um, I was in charge of micro enterprises uh, the Indians were very good in micro enterprises so I was planning to visit there and uh, on the plane Jesus I know came to me you know it was not by voice but Um, you know always even in that in the the, the government work I always stand for truth I thought I'm just there for Jesus Uh, but clearly Jesus told me seek first righteousness and um, the kingdom and the righteousness and then uh, really the spirit of the Lord come on me and I start to cry all the way from Ethiopia for hours I was crying and what do you mean Lord? am I not in the kingdom? I'm not doing that? literally literally, you know God showed me you know He is the first even my wife is not the first my child is not the first my work is not the first he should be the first and even the food that I'm eating to exist is secondary Jesus said I'm the first I want you to work in the kingdom of God and I was crying and even I had time after I came to India I forgot even visiting and seeing things even I couldn't take notes and things like that and I just ran to my room and prayed ran to my room and prayed and my way back, I said, I decided. Even the people that appreciate me, the people really always, you know, uh, in, the, in the government work, when I came back, things became different. Even I couldn't agree. I, we couldn't communicate. I couldn't even communicate with people. So, uh, <laughs> fighting started in, the, in the, the position I was. The fighting started... You know, the fighting itself was not normal. The people who <laughs> really like me become against me in the government, the politicians. And then, they couldn't find me anything to take me uh, to, from the position. And therefore, they even, uh, what you call, um, uh, when you minimize... Downsize. Even they downsized my office. The office I am leading, they agreed to downsize it. And in one week, I make, I make an argument and the constitution and other things, I bring it to the position. I said, you can't downsize it. If you want, I can leave, but you can downsize the office. And then, people came from the central government to make peace, and they couldn't. So finally, I knew, it's the hand of God. I said, now I'm living. I just left everything for them and got home. <laughs> it was, it was uh, very hard time for me. Uh, Living all those things, it's not easy. I tell you, it's not
1: easy.
2: If I say, "Oh, that was very good," and uh, no, 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 I don't. Yeah, it's not like that. It was very painful, and um, and I was asking the Lord, "What are you doing? Why do you do this to me?" You know. Um, so I come to my house. You don't believe it. I prayed for six months without going out of the house. I prayed six months. It was during this time. And when I surrendered my... Uh, just when I gave my time or when I say, okay, I will stop. Um, <laughs> I deal with God. We have a deal with, with, with Jesus. Uh, I, always, I always do like that. If you do this, I will do this. Yeah. Sometimes I say, okay, if you open the door, I will go and serve you. Otherwise, I have a job to do. <laughs> like that. So, I prayed. And um, God showed me what I'm going to do the rest of my time. The first phase, second phase, three phases of my life. He clearly showed me we, I never thought of it. At first, whenever God called me, I, was, I thought that I, I was called to be a very good preacher, encourage people, make them, help them to be successful, and things like that. But he clearly showed me that he didn't call me for that. He said, I, I, I want you to reach the Muslims. You know, I've grown up with the Muslims, but I never thought of them one day. Even, I never witnessed for about 20 years. I never witnessed for one Muslim. And, what are you talking? I have no idea. I don't know about Islam. Not only Islam, you know, I don't know how to do it. I only know the church. You know, within three months after I knew Jesus, I become church elder, I church leader, so I know how to do that one. I don't know. For me, it is just like pushing a wall. I see it don't, why do you ask me the things that I'm, I, I can't do so, I said okay I prayed, you know I was full of the spirit, the anointing the power was with me because I was with the Lord for three, six months when I finished I, I thought that the doors will be opened and you know, miracles could happen mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was not like that It's not, just he doesn't do like we think he, do, he, do think, he does things differently. Praise God. And then um, I waited. I waited. Okay. Do miracle. How I am going to serve them. How I am going to do it. I have no clue. And then months passed. Now I'm tired. I thought to my wife, you know I'm not, I'm not a very patient person. I'm, I can't sit. I have to do something you know from you know for all my life i didn't have even a vacation i like work i like to do things uh, so i can't sit i told to my wife look now i can't yeah the doors are not open <laughs> and um, things are not going well i have to go and work i have to bring something for my family i have to feed my family so i said okay now in this city I cannot look for a job, for sure. Whom I'm going to ask. So I'm not going to ask. So I say I just said to her, let's move to Addis. She said, No, she's a prayer woman. <laughs> she said, Unless God called unless God told me, I will never move from here. So if you want you can go. Okay, I said, I will go. So I pack my things Took my my daughter, okay. It, it was in June, so whenever God speaks to you, you will come to the, to Aris. I will never come back here. So I told to my wife, and okay, I will I, I will pray and I will see what God is going to tell me. And I do I understand you are sitting and you are so, yeah, things like that. And I went to Aris. at this had my things put in my car. And all my documents, you know, you know me. When I if I go to one place, I will get a job. And uh, there are many people that I know. They are calling me. Just uh, companies that want me to uh, join them. So I said, okay. Now I'll go. I arrive at this. <laughs> you know what happened? It's surprising. When I ke- uh, when I uh, came from my, uh, my home, I pack my own... Documents in my computer bag one day, um, I took my daughter to the school and I did, uh, my friend one of my friends asked me to drive him somewhere. and uh, so I asked my friend to pick my daughter to his home, and she was at my friend's house. When, when I came back to pick her. I parked my car with my, my stuff, my computer and other things, because I, I, I like to... It's only three days. I, I, I didn't like to put it at home and then come back. and So I was uh, taking it. And then I went into the house to take my luggage, I mean, to take my daughter. And uh, five minutes, they said, coffee, tea, just don't go like this. And I was having a coffee. Five minutes after get up i get out and uh, when i see my car the computer bag is gone the thief took my computer back. all my degrees and 20 years experience and recommendations and everything is gone within 5 minutes oh i say i am now terribly bad and um, i'm so angry I tried to call people I know, the commissioners, police officers. You know, they said, "Oh, it's very easy. We'll get it back." You know, I know I have connections. Even I told them that it's very. You know, there are some documents which belong to the government and other things to bring me back to my documents. Everybody tried from corner to corner; they couldn't bring it back. Even my checkbook was in the in the bag and even they called somebody who was trying to write my check and sign it and then went to the bank and they called him but they couldn't trace my documents it's gone and for three days I didn't pick my phone it was my daughter oh my father is angry because his his documents were stolen and he doesn't like to talk to anyone she was saying like that (laughs) and then I said what's this Anyway, God talked to me. He asked me to go obey. Uh, You know, because my first ministry, the ministry I had first was Christ. I have a lot of experiences. So I didn't really... I like to have work at the same time, uh, serve the Lord. So I was so angry, I was so depressed. And uh, After three days, uh, my family asking me to come back to Devedo. Still, I, I, I become I, I very angry with the Lord. I just, okay, I, I couldn't understand. And I prayed that day, and my sister my sister-in-law, all the family for the New Year, they asked me, please come. Okay, if you are not coming, just bring the daughter. She shouldn't be there alone in Addis. I said, okay, I will come. But the day we traveled, to the radio, it was about 500 uh, kilometers. Uh, in the morning, I saw a vision, and so I was reading a book about spiritual warfare. And
0: uh, no, can you know you're fine? Okay,
2: fine. Um, I was reading a book about spiritual warfare. And I see things, and uh, the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit was telling me to pray and a sprinkle of water in, of, in my car. Ah, I said, "You know, I think the book I read is uh, affecting me, so I trust the, my my you know this little knowledge than the Holy Spirit." And uh, I was also angry, so oh, I don't do that now. Just let's go. I just got in the car. I started driving. And um, even, you know, the, the, <laughs> the enemy was showing me the coffin. You know, I was, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of struggle. I didn't really uh, like to go back to Um There was a big challenge. Anyway, w- w- when we drive back, after 300 kilometers, we had an accident. I had an accident. But we, did, we were not hurted. Surprisingly, the car came and blocked our, our, our way. I was driving like 120 kilometers per hour. And when I just turned, something hit the car and turned it like this. And surprisingly... It is hung over the canopy of, you know, uh, for, I mean, Precisely. trees, Yeah, tree or something like that, you know. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, very terrible. And uh, just so, uh, people came and uh, helped me to bring the back the car. It was the, all the glasses were crushed and uh, <sighs> so. Uh, it was two hundred kilometers before that. I was crying again. Why, Lord? Okay, let me just kill me. What? Why my daughter? Why? Why she has to be in the car and uh, you know like that? And uh, clearly, I heard saying, "You are not listening." God said to me, "You are not listening. You are not obeying." So, for the rest time i got home and i was really you know uh, uh, nothing was happened to us to me and to my daughter and we got home we were late uh, little and everybody was w- worried when we get there and they asked me what happened and they didn't see the car i just hired the car and
0: what is <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah and but my my daughter told them and they everybody cried Finally, in the evening, they called me, and uh, they said, "You better listen to the Lord." They were, they were. They knew, they knew that I have, a, yeah, am uh, just running away from God and uh, not obeying and things like that. And um, I, I like to do things in my own way. But finally, for the sake of your family, you have to live and also, yeah. I said, "Okay." that night I just raised my hand to the Lord in my living room and whatever you are doing in my life I will obey I say like that Um, and I decided to follow uh, his voices his guidelines to not to ask or just to surrender to surrender everything I have you know I said, you know, okay, after this, I don't, I don't like to have anything that I said I will do, but just do everything that you want me to do. I just say like that and I gave it to my life and then... You know, immediately, when I gave my life like that, you know, one of the struggles I was struggling with was, I, I like to have a project, I like to have a business. And then, uh, you know, uh, then the business will support my ministry and things like that. I developed four, five, six projects and none of them happened because I was not. Anyway, uh, he knows what he's doing anyway. I don't have any problem. Now, so when I get back from Addis, I had a friend, uh, uh, Paul knows. He's Sigi, Sigifri, he's a Swiss. Uh, my house and his house is uh, across the road he has a hotel there Uh, he's a good friend of mine he was there uh, mission field for more than 20 years Uh, I helped him to buy that land to construct and many legal things everything, he was a good friend of mine Uh, he always asked me advice and things like that and always, since he was my neighbor I was telling him what God was telling me I was telling God what God was telling him for that six months. But when I came back from uh, Addis, he came to me. Ermias, I was praying, uh, and please, can you work with me? You know, he has been uh, building a uh, uh, hotel, and uh, during the building of the hotel, uh, he was was busy and he couldn't do any mission work for 4-5 years he said even I was called to the Muslims, I think also you are called for the Muslims as I see what do you think it will work together I said okay let me pray, let me pray about it and uh, he was praying and I was praying and uh, uh, yeah Uh, it was God's will God showed me that it is will, and that it was uh, with him. He was working for many years. I did. I had some uh, experiences, and immediately uh, I got a training. I went to Switzerland, and then uh, we got some trainings about house churches and things like that. And uh, we uh, now we start with him as a new. I mean we start a ministry to reach. Uh, the Somalis, by the way the first focus our first focus was Somalis uh, he was studying Somali for many years, he's living with the Somalis and then we focused on Somalis we started there but in the meantime there was a university around us I said let us train the university students uh, how to reach the Muslims and send them to the villages we did that we train them and send them and when we train them and send them we send them to the oromo areas those students who believers who speaks oromo
0: that's a type of muslim group yeah or the Amoros. there
2: are about 5 million oromos and then we send them there you know the in these many years of the somalis the somalis so closed they are not only closed you know they are very very you know uh, resistant people group. And then, when we send them, we send, we, we train many students, university students, and uh, 17 of them went to the village. When they came back, they came back with amazing reports. They said, these people accept. about 1,700 people heard, from that about 300 were willing to follow Jesus. oh, and then I said this is very good <laughs> very good so God gave, gave us you know a word from the Bible you know uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus when he sent them his disciples he said go but there are principles on the way shoes and uh, you know uh, the stick and other things and he said, go and stay there. Uh, but, if they do not accept you, what did he say? <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah, that's your, the, the, from you, and the... Go. He didn't stay there and die there. Just go. It's very urgent even. It's very urgent. Don't talk to anybody because the message is so urgent. You know? So I said, oh, we cannot Wait until this door is open. So we have to go to the open door, to the Oromos. That is how we end up in training the Haragi Oromos now. And then we started. You know, where we start? We started like that. We were uh, now organizing trainings in different parts. One of the trainings this year, you know, Paul uh, came to help us on the supernatural, on the prayer and listening and also to find a person of peace and things like that about prayer and about the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not easy to serve there. It's not comfortable. Yeah, my brother saw it. You know, we were about seven or nine. We were sleeping in the same room and we were not having a shower for how many days?
0: Let's not talk about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, not only that, you know, when you model, the, 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 some of our disciples are farmers. Uh, they drink a tap water. And when they drink a tap water, we can't drink the, the, the uh, packed water. We have to drink a tap water. And uh, my brother was drinking tap water, which <laughs> even, even I don't even drink, if it's in the city. Uh, yeah, he, Even he was sick. And he's sleeping in dirt. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we call, there are things that we pay. It's not about luxury. Mm-hmm. It's about life. And then, we are doing that. But in doing those things, we heard, you know, we saw amazing stories. Mm-hmm. You know, our training is training by doing. As You know, we have been learned, we have been trained by theory Before. But we like to change now. Learning by... You know, last year, Paul was not there. We, ha, we, we, we organized a training. This training, was, we organized with our, our brother. In, there was a brother in Switzerland. It uh, was called Florian. Uh, he has a training. Uh, so we trained together. At first, when we trained them, we trained them in the big city, in our city, dredawa and then they didn't have enough time to go out. We trained them three days. And then we sent them for some days. And then they came back. It was like that. So we found out, we found out that it's not working. So we took the training to the villages. In the villages, you know, uh, we trained them in the morning. If we trained them in the morning about prayer, they have to go and pray. If we trained them about healing, they have to go and heal somebody who is sick. If it is, you know, just like that. Things, you know, Jesus even did the same way. But, you know, the experience, you know, the experience of the church is not allowing us. We were debating, we were training the leaders about how to read. You know, when about this Oromos, the people, the people group we are focusing, the church, the Evangelical church was there for the last 18 to 90 years in this year from this 5 million to 6 million or almost only 295 come to the Lord only the newcomers are there in the church so the indigenous people are not coming to the Lord so we say the, we, the, the church has to go it has to be missionary. they have to go we have trainings of the leaders of the evangelical churches over there, about many ideas about finding this person of peace and doing with almost. You know, believe me, at the beginning, Paul saw that. You know, I had a debating with the, with the, with the trainees. They said, let us learn first every principle and they will go. Otherwise, we will not go. We don't know enough. They were saying like that. Train more, train more, and then let's go finally. We said, no, the principle is just let the little you know, just go and apply it. And then come back, apply and they come back. And that's our principle. We debated. And they, if you are not doing this, you can go. We are not we are no more discipling you. Finally they say, Okay, you know there was the, the, the city we were, the majority are Muslims. They are very some of the stories Paul already told you. They are very resistant. They don't like to listen. But he say they have to listen. It is just like Jesus' time. We have to go. And then, they first, okay, we'll go for you. We'll go. Now, if they kill us, okay, we'll die. Then you will be happy. They were just saying like that. And they went. The first week, the persecution was very high. Some of our disciples were hit by stones. They were hit by stones. And they were also uh, slapped their face and uh, you know some of them dis- disguised them they just shamed them and things like that happened uh, you know one day a surprising thing you know all of them when they persecuted even ladies when they were persecuted you know it's amazing they come back very happy none of them complain about he- being hit I remember one guy who was a very strong guy, you know. He was a fighter before. He said, You know, today, I, I, the amazing grace was on me. He said, They just uh, insulted us, they slapped us, and uh, they did everything. But one thing he said, There was one person who was really very weak, he said. Very weak and skinny. He just collected all his power and he became like what, what we call like this. Kicked him. He, he kicked me on my back like that, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he is very weak, if I just hold him, I can break him, he said. And then, you know, he said, it is for the Lord and I'm very happy, he said. And, you know, we saw really God is working in them. He's keeping the, the, the principles. You know, in one month, things, you know, whenever they go out, another story. One day, our disciples went to the village, um, and they were witnessing. And the way they witnessing the Muslims, were you know, uh, the way that they should understand. And they witnessed about Al-Masisa. They were sheikhs, two sheikhs. One day they heard, the second day they heard, Sorry. look, they said, we don't like to come to your church because our culture is different, but we like to go to heaven. We don't like to come to your church, but we like to go to heaven, they said. And people like and love Jesus, but because of the culture, sometimes it's uncomfortable for them to come to the church. Because culturally we are different. The way we think, the way we eat, the way we dress, the way we do things, it's different. For them it's a challenge. It's shock to, the, to, to come to the church because of the community, the, the culture difference. And then we, we, it was really, really something to hear from a sheikh who really know what the Quran is saying. And they said, We know Almasi Isa. We know Jesus is different. We know Jesus never commits sin. He is different from others. But publicly, we can't say this and come to the Lord. I mean, come to the church. So, this is how we like to reach uh, these Muslim nations. You know, another time uh, in the village, you know, almost one entire village almost come to the Lord. You know, uh, in the village, most of the leaders are Muslim. Uh, The village leaders are Muslim. In one way or another, they like to, you know, make persecution and uh, block uh, any witnessing and things like that. There was one sheikh who decided to come to the Lord. And there are other friends of him, who he gave, you know, the Bible for each of them. And everybody, every sheikh was reading that Bible. And one day the the, this, the security guys they found a bible while somebody was reading and they searched all the houses around and when they searched the uh, the, 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 uh, the houses they found a lot of bibles and they bring together to the open place in the village and then what happened was you know they asked the sheikh, you know, in the, uh, our Bible has a cross on it. There are two, and now nowadays we are not giving a Bible which has a cross in front of it. We just like to give, we like tap the, the cross, and then we like to give them. Uh, because we like, you know, the content written. And then, uh, everybody came from every village, and they asked the sheikh, who was the leader in that mosque? They asked him, Do this book has a problem? Is it against Islam? They said to him, They asked him. He said, I read this book. It is the same with the Quran. It has no, no contradiction. It is not violent. It is very peaceful. It is a very good book so everybody has to read he said when the, he said that he already converted a man he's you know Jesus he's underground sheikh and then they said we, don't, we, don't, we do not trust you so to, they took all the books with them and then they went to another sheikh the next village to uh, really tell them the truth about it and then they went and they showed him all the books and they said oh he is under God. He also gave. He already get already the Bible. He read the Bible. And then uh, he told them. Oh, all these are okay. Except one. The one which has a cross. He said this one not. This is not. It's not a good one. But the rest is a good one. And then everybody collect, come together. And read a Bible. Sitting on the ground. On an open space. Do you know why they read? To find something which is wrong. They were looking for something wrong, but everybody read a Bible in a way. Yeah. For us, you know, this is a miracle. You know, the book that they don't like even touch it, but they went through it, you know. And then some of them had a question. They developed a question. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? So God is doing things like that. You know, it's in work. God is really working over there there are many stories uh, like that you know uh, whenever even when we drive to the village we give lifts and we tell them uh, about the story of Jesus and they really like it the people around there they are very soft they are not very very they are traditional Muslims traditional Muslims they are not really deep in Quran very much so yeah uh, now, we are doing well. Uh, we have different projects. Uh, we have a Bible project. We have also um, this microfinance project to help the machineries to to help those who are going to the village to uh, help themselves and uh, things like that. I think I just a lot of things. Maybe we can give that
0: one. Yeah, I can summarize.
2: Yeah, maybe uh, let me stop here and maybe if there are questions uh, we can go that way yeah thank you very much Mm -hmm. I really thank you for listening to me I hope you understand my English
1: yes (laughs) very good (laughs)
2: good. (laughs) it was terrible yeah anyway thank you very much this is really a big privilege for me uh, to speak to you Uh, yeah I'm very happy uh, to be with you among you yeah, to speak about my Jesus. Yeah. It's because of him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah I'll ask him questions. If not, I can, I can summarize them yeah. at the end. anybody got any questions or things they want to know? Yeah, got question. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you find
1: your man or woman peace?
0: Come on the 26th of July. <laughs> <laughs> You have a program
2: for
0: that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So is that a no-no? <laughs> no, no, not a no-no. But because uh, I've been asked already. Because I, uh, like I said on Sunday, because I, st- I st- opened that conversation, but I never had time to finish it. So on the, on the, um, on the 26th, the the, the, the the whole of the 26th of July when I speak would just be about how to find your man and woman at peace. You can you can still listen. <laughs> <laughs> you can still listen to it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, so it, 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 I'd, I'd probably say wait till then because it'll, it'll, it'll make more sense I'll would, I would teach about how to what's called filtering which is how to try to find men and women of peace faster
1: yeah.
0: but that's a very crucial I didn't have time on Sunday because we had less time I was going to interview some of the things that they have learned over the training over the last few years and one of the things that um, they really emphasized this year which made it a lot more effective was trying to find men and women of peace because generally it was just like just go and reach Muslims and I was not saying that's bad because you know lots of Muslims started getting saved but when you're trying to reach 5 million let alone ultimately start impacting the Horn of Africa you've got to start thinking and dreaming and praying larger and you've got to start thinking and dreaming and doing things differently and that's where the man of, man and woman of peace kind of came in How
1: related to that what struck me when you were talking about this thing, it sounds very similar to kind of what, what's happened in Mozambique with, you know, Roland, Heidi Baker. I mean, there they go in, when they go into a new village that's not heard the gospel, I mean, you know, they go straight to the head man and, and you know, build a relationship there yes, yes. And, and and seek permission. Yeah, you know, much like you were talking, Paul, on Sunday, <coughs> on Sunday Paul, mm. oh dear, about... Um,
3: you know, in, in
0: families as so well. Yeah, it is very similar And I think also like with Heidi Baker, the you nature know, works a lot with the the kind of nationals and kind of trains them and Absolutely. And, and, and kind of releases them, which has numerous benefits for different reasons.
1: Um, yeah. Um,
3: the people who's who are becoming Christians yeah. in, amongst the Muslim community, how's that impacting their
2: families and their life? Mm, actually, it is the same. I mean, you know, um, let, me sto- let me tell you one story. You know, as I told you, our area is an area where addiction is very famous. Whenever people come to the Lord, when they come to the Lord, the first thing they encounter is this freedom from addiction immediately the community will know mm-hmm. if for instance in a area mm-hmm. you know there was some group who just stopped just chat and other things and some of the people collected and they came and asked them even the, the community leaders this uh, the you know the smaller administrative areas they say they came and asked them uh, you guys I think you become a Christians, what is wrong with you? You know, they say it, themselves they say it. Sometimes, you know, what we tell them is not working. They have their own way of explaining things. And they, they have their own way of impacting others. Mm-hmm. If, they say, for instance, you know, we are tired of addiction. We got only solution. Now, where we are. Mm-hmm. We have been Muslims this, this many years, we didn't get any solution for our addiction. Now we are tired, we don't like our children to be like us. So sometimes, it's different things. You know, we we, we can't say this is the thing that they have impact with. If the father is really free from addiction, so the impact is not only the family, even the community. It affects the community. That is how it goes.
0: I think it always affects the... The family, because um, wherever possible, and this links into the men and women of peace, um, they will bring when they discuss and they make a commitment, it's kind of done as a kind of public theme with the family. (laughs) So it's very much trying to avoid what's not trying to avoid if if you kind of do it that way, you naturally avoid the kind of secret believer syndrome that is just so common. Not saying that's it's never going to happen, but so there's a natural impact. On the family because they're aware of what's happened, rather than you kind know, of
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: drawing them off and doing it.
2: Yeah, it's amazing stories. You know, it's different. Even we don't know sometimes. You know, even uh, Paul. You, you, I think you saw while we, we were giving one month training in Hirna, a deaf guy come to the Lord. Even that this deaf guy doesn't know the sign language. But you know, in some way. The guys make him understand Jesus.
1: Yeah.
2: His death. Yeah. You know, this death really understood. And even whenever he had a nightmare, and he came to the training area and he explained in the get a prayer. It's amazing. And this guy went to his, the village and he brought two people. And then he, you know what he did? He brought two people with him and he, he brought to the, to the evangelists. And they say, Tell them, I can't explain to them and please explain. You know, he was not able to explain, so he brought them and then he, the evangelist, the machinery, he, they bring and then explain. You know, even sometimes it is unextraordinary. We don't know how it goes. I, I was amazed, you know, when the the guy, when the the, the person bring that deaf uh, guy to the Lord. I say, did he really understand? He was baptized. He said, I like to be baptized, and we pray for his yeah, everything. God will heal him anyway. But you know, who do and who who now understand really a deaf guy can understand Jesus from the Muslim? Even he. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit is in work. You know, even like me, nobody told me. Jesus, nobody told me, but He has a plan. We have to obey. Sometimes, you know, of course the Bible teaches us the way, how we should do. You know, house churches, person of peace, all these things are there. But Jesus is also with us. He will tell us, He will teach us, He will train us he will guide us mm. you know i told you when i was deciding to come to the muslim ministry i know nothing it is just like pushing the wall
1: mm.
2: i know nothing but god is there jesus is there to teach the only thing that we uh, god is expecting for us is to say okay yes to obe- obey obedience is something you know he can use anybody he can use anybody. That is it, the promise he made, I think. When he go, Jesus said, I will leave. I will go. When I go, I will send you, he didn't say millions, million uh, pounds. I will send you, you will buy, you will establish a ministry and I will leave you everything you need for your ministry for the, his disciples. Did he say that? Mm-hmm. No. He promised one thing. I will go and I will send you the Holy Spirit. That's the bigger promise. The Holy Spirit will train us, he'll teach us, whenever we go out. But we need to go out. Mm, And whenever we are out, he will be with us. He never, to the end of the world, he will be with
0: us. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? I think
3: it's Kurt highlights that sometimes in the West, you know, we think We have to be trained for everything, we well, can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, when you think what Jesus did with the disciples, they weren't trained for anything, yeah. but they impacted the world. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think it's really valuable to, yeah, for you to say, We yeah. have to do it, yeah, we, we can't just read it and yeah. no. not do it, no. yeah.
2: this is we have to date
3: (laughs) I want to ask I'm not quite sure how to word it do you organise sort of um, group meetings for these newly converted people who found Jesus and also how do their Muslim brothers and sisters react to them do they get persecuted by them yeah Um, you know and how do they maintain that faith
1: Living in their Muslim communities. Um, can
0: we yeah. I can answer. go ahead? Yeah. I mean, there is. There's always aspects of persecution. I think it's very much minimalised to what it can be, because when you, the traditional way is, um, maybe doing what you say that you reach out, you find a a Muslim here, a Muslim there, and then you try to bring them together. Uh, and then that creates lots of kind of tensions. It's kind of, you're extrapolating them from where they are. You get them out of the natural culture. And so wherever we can, wherever possible, is if you reach a whole community... And
3: you go in to Well,
0: you go in... In some ways, you don't have to go in that much. Yeah. If you can get this person... The way I look at it, I didn't use this on Sunday, is mm. trying to create a positive virus. Yeah. Um, and so if you have this person, this man or woman of peace, which I don't have time to fully explain,
1: <laughs> listen, to t-
0: listen to the talk and come to the 26th. Uh, and I've got, you know, if, you, if you're really interested, I can, you can't wait to the 26th. I've got resources. I mean, there's stuff out there. Um, and so these people generally... Are,
1: are,
0: are generally starting to follow Jesus, not by the, just by themselves, but as part of their kind of family unit. Uh, and so that, even if it's just one... ...literal family unit... ...um... ...just for the... Ho- ...within that culture... ...the kind of shame culture... ...they will not go and... ...um... I was trying to think of a better word... ...than the slang grass... ...they won't go and... ...tell... ...on the rest of the community... ...so ideally... ...in our ideal situation... ...we're trying to not to get them out... Mm-hmm. ...we're trying to keep them...
3: ...and are trying
0: to go in... ...we're trying to go in... ...or, or as, keep the distance... ...as much as possible... ...and mm-hmm. so... ...in certain situations... We won't deal with anybody except the man of one piece. We don't have to know the the five, six, seven other other people. No. You try to keep on arm's length, and and you just leave it to the the Bible and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's not something that we we do in this series on scattered servants, but I so mean, in a sense, then
3: when you have the two hundred and ninety-five, there was people of peace that monks then with their family no the two, and the, the 295
0: bridge. was kind of like what's historically happened over yeah, the last yeah, yeah. 80 or 90 years and well, part of the reason is kind of one here one there yeah, yeah, and
2: yeah. then people used in to in the church s- they are in the church
0: in the church and generally like most of these situations once they're in the church as in the, the church I mean like the physical building the location yeah. normally that's it and they, they will not be there will not be an impact you just you just yeah. just yeah. kill their their impact and and again, if you just do ones, I mean, it's the same with Winters anywhere. Yeah. With the growth of the population, the rate we're reaching people, even in the UK, we are just about keeping up with the the growth prepara- You know, pro- you know, pro- the growth um, percentage. And the way I always say, it, you can. There's two ways of doing. It. I will pray and pray for revival, because that would solve sort of the problem. Uh, By the same time, I'm, I'm just trying to think differently, learn differently, and see what the Bible says, because I do believe that He wants to reach the massive population, be it here in the UK or be it in East Africa, wherever it may be. So we try not to draw that. So in relation to the question, we don't. We try not to get them out. Why bring them back here? They're out there already. Um, why make them something they're not, which they're not already. Oh, no. Do you
3: find they're doing the stuff? You know, they're also reciprocating what they've experienced, or is it a case of? It's still in the early
0: stages, and we were talking about what to do, uh, yeah. particularly with the, because some of the people, the people that we did the training with, some were from a Christian background, some were from a Muslim background, mm. followed Jesus, and increasingly we want to do more and more with people from a Muslim background. In terms of kind of doing it, you do that by putting in a DNA of obeying the Bible which might sound blatantly obvious but like I mentioned on Sunday most of our discipl- most of our discipling as in involves knowledge transfer
1: yeah.
0: not obedience yeah. we don't have the kind of the you know even myself and how many people are asking me you know what did you learn this week from the Bible what are you applying not many people ask me that actually should rarely get asked and so because of that you only have to read the Bible. That's why you often hear stories, people are like, I don't know anything. You know, I had no input. I just only got a Bible. I started reading it. A classic example would be John Wimber. He went to, you know, the guy who set up the Vineyard Movement. Mm-hmm. He said, it says in the, you know, when do we get to do this stuff, was his famous quote. Because he just read the Bible, so that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what it is. Just by keeping them in the Bible, seeking God in a group environment, naturally you just read it and you think what does this say how do we apply it then you just end up doing this stuff uh, particularly if somebody ask...
1: else
0: yeah it's a, bi- it's a bible in the spirit yeah. it sounds very simplistic yeah. Um, yeah. but again that's why it's reproducible because you don't need you don't need a lot of training
1: yeah.
0: you just need to know how to read the bible
1: yeah.
0: and there's a simple tool you read the bible yeah. you write it down in your own words and you ask three or four questions pray ask the lord Yeah, Jesus.
2: And then the encounter with him. That's why I find it hard. Because I'm so
3: deeply embedded in the Western God. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's now what we want to stop.
3: Mm -hmm. You know, what
2: we say is you know, even when we we give a training for leaders. Evangelical uh, church leaders. um, Even how we impacted by the Western. Mm -hmm. uh, The Western how we abandoned our culture. Even Ethiopia is actually, in the cities, there is uh, impact of the culture, but in the the villages, if you go, still there. But what we are saying is, now, you know, the struggle is to change the culture. Most of the struggle is to change the culture. But now, we are not changing the culture, but we take Jesus in their culture. we culture. We just take Jesus in their culture. And when Jesus came in, of course there are some things that should be redeemed from their culture. Because culture, sometimes bad, sometimes good. There are, there are some principles or some, some things that are not going with the Bible that has to be redeemed. So that is the things that we do. So our purpose is... You know the story... Uh, uh, a lady uh, from the Muslim uh, get the Lord. Uh, the way she knew the Lord was he called her by her name mm. and she came to the Lord. Mm. Normally when they come to the Lord we change their names. If, it is, if she is Fatuma we call her Lydia. Because this happens across the,
0: the Muslim world. Yeah, just, that, what, just, just
2: like that. But one day uh, the, the, the girl which comes like that just called by the Lord so, somebody advised her or the church when she was baptized to change her name he said why should I change the name even Jesus called by my name
1: yes.
2: <laughs> he called by my name yeah. and he knows me by my name yeah. and why should I change that yeah. so uh, there are some things smaller things that we need to stop you know, they shouldn't think like we think. No. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't make a tie like we do when they preach, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> they can do their isn't own culture, so, you know. Isn't that so, it's, so,
1: it's, so yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. There are, of course, there are cultures also in, in different. In the youth have their own culture. Let them do their way with Let them know Jesus. Mm-hmm. He will deal with them, by the way, more than we do.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah we like to teach them. Even the, he's the best teacher. We even
0: <laughs> we are not, yeah. So. Right, I'm gonna just um just say a few things, and I'm gonna just pray. if People want to stick around and ask more and um, questions. I'm just aware, you know, it's coming up to um quarter to ten, so I want to just honour your time if you have to um uh, rush off. Firstly, just like to say thank you very much, Emir, for coming yeah. to share, kind yeah. um, yeah. of sharing your story yeah. and. And what you're doing there? I partly asked him, me, as deliberately to share a little bit about his life story, partly just because it's an interesting life story, but also just gives you a context. I've seen, you know, as a as a church, particularly in the West, um, often we connect with people, um, and so we like to hear the story, the kind of context, and partly also um, because I've been doing stuff in Ethiopia, and I'll be doing stuff increasingly um, in Ethiopia over the next few years. Yeah. and um, and so it kind of gives you a, a context of you know when I talk about going to Ethiopia if I ask some of you guys to come with me to Ethiopia you kind of know it's not just oh this is this kind of ministry or this training you do and you have a context of the of people like Amir's and the people involved so that's partly why I asked because I always think that's very uh, important if you kind of want a bit more information what he's doing like you said it, um, um, we kind of do this training Kind of intensive training um, what, that, Like you said You train and send them out um, Maybe more of Some of the accountability stuff People like Particularly Amir's, Just kind of follows up You know Tries to follow up um, Mainly with the trainees In some ways In the ideal world We don't have to do anything With the people they're reaching um, Why get our hands over everything Get our fingerprints over everything um, But Amir's just trying to Encourage Build up you know, these people that we have trained to send out, and um, so really, you know, pray for that to go well Um, and ultimately, I mean, I I thought the easiest summary, he's got this leaflet if you want particularly I know some of you like to pray, so there is a a section on (laughs) will you pray, I think we've got some of these here, if not, I can get some more but really seeking to see a movement of God, and what we mean by a movement of God when, when a movement of God happens it means that the people are coming to Jesus so fast that you can't you can't stop it. In business, they call it the tipping point. Uh, and it's starting to happen in certain parts of the world. And funny enough, well, not funny, it's just ironical, I don't want you to do it. A lot of that is starting to happen amongst Muslim people. That they just, they just, it gets to that stage that even the secret police can't stamp on it. Because if they stop it here, they can't. It will just spring up somewhere else. It's a bit like China. There's some of the stories you heard about China that's starting yeah. to happen in the, in the Muslim world. And so that's what they mean by a movement and uh, so it says here it's a good summary by this this is the vision by the spirit of God we hope to start disciple making movements disciples because we're there to make disciples like I said on Sunday we're not interesting converts but people that follow Jesus and then it's part of that base stuff and make good followers of Jesus amongst each Muslim orange orange is just uh, a <laughs> I'm but uh, just but uh, for security reasons um, as you know from my experience of being abroad one cannot always state what you're doing and who you're doing it with um, in the next seven to ten years we hope to extend this to the rest of the Horn of Africa and then from there to um, the Middle East and that's partly why I mentioned where Ethiopia was in relation to the other countries because we um, want to impact these people and as they read scripture as they study scripture we're the need for any outside interference it doesn't take you long to start reading verses like the Great Commission and for them to start thinking we need to go and just like they've had people go to them that they will start reaching out to their some areas which is like Somalia, Djibouti, Eritrea Yemen and then they will go to their ends of the earth which would be their, their middle east and so that's kind of the, the the big picture so I'm just going to pray and um, blessed Admir he's going to be here this Sunday as well and um, at the end we didn't get the opportunity this week because so it was a rush Um, I would ask the Amir to come to the front on Sunday and it would be great if people come and and pray for him Um, but I will pray for him now and also just pray that um, we will capture some of the the heart and some of those principles that we heard today some of the things that we're looking at in the last few weeks and we'll be looking at in the next three weeks um, at church what God is saying to us because we have this invitation to create movements wherever we may yes. we may be God we thank you good
2: mm-hmm.
0: we thank you that as Amir said that before even we were born you had a plan for us you got an amazing plan for us God yes that you call each one of us Lord to be world changers whatever that world may be God and we thank you for bringing Amir's here God I thank you for the way that you brought us uh, into relationship I thank you personally God for the way that um, we have connected and I'm excited about what is happening in his life and what's going to happen uh, in his life in that part of the world God I pray Lord why he's here I pray for a particular blessing upon him Lord he just yeah. comes with such a humble heart Lord seeking to want to learn more about prayer and signs and wonders and and just coming like a sponge Lord and I pray everything he, he came to England Lord to to learn Lord to study God that you will give him, Lord, and, and just an, an increase, God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Lord, I pray, Lord, that uh, a bit like Jesus, Lord, when he went to, he got baptized and he went into the desert, Lord, and he went full of the Holy Spirit and he came back in the power of the, of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I pray, Lord, that Admias, Lord, when he goes back to Ethiopia, he will be different, God. Mm-hmm. He will not be the same Admiras that came here. And the fiends and the reasons, Lord, why he hungered and first and came here to want to know more about power and more about seeing people healed yes. and restored and the prophecy and raise the dead Lord, all these things, Lord. We say yes and amen to that, God. And may he go back, Lord, fully laden, Lord, yes. equipped and ready to do that. And I know, Lord, that he will just pass that on to those he's working with, God. Yes. And I pray for us here, Lord, that are in the UK. Lord, I pray you just keep stirring our hearts, God. It's great to hear these stories. Teach us what it means, Lord, to and run with some of that, God, what that means for us. And yet at the same time, Lord, open our eyes, God, to the, the fields that are whitened to harvest around us, God. Amen. And Lord, like Amir said, Lord, that we will take those steps of obedience, Lord, even when it may be hard, even when it may mean discomfort and sacrifice, that we would hear your voice, that we would follow it and obey it, Lord, no matter what. So again, thank you very much for coming.